0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Misfits Podcast. We're no stars on Spotify because no one listens to this. I'm here, Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is unfortunately going to be much more smaller and a little later in the day than usual because today's episode was supposed to be something way different. It was supposed to be an episode where I bring in one of my close friends as a guest and we talk about Fortnite and the state of competitive right now in the game and if. He's actually enjoying playing the game. But unfortunately, due to the fact that Solo FNCS is going on right now, he couldn't make it to the recording the past week. So that episode will probably be pushed back a couple of weeks. But in a couple more weeks, I am going to have a group podcast where I have a bunch of my friends and we just talk about stories from when we went on a school trip. So that's probably going to be really fun. So you guys can look forward to that. On today's episode, however, we are going to talk about the brand new R6 League that was confirmed by Ubisoft on Twitter and how they're gonna franchise the league and they have different divisions where multiple teams from their local areas can actually have a good good shot at participating and winning the entire thing and getting into Pro League. And also, Sinatra, who is a professional Overwatch player, has quit playing Overwatch and has switched to Valorant, a game that's not even out yet and does not even have an esports scene, to play in it professionally. And We're also going to talk about the two Valorant Esports tournaments that was conducted by T1 in the past week. So, R6 Pro League. So, initially R6 Pro League was Challenger League and then 8 teams who are in the Pro League. So if you want to get into Pro League, you have to battle it out with the bottom two teams from Pro League every season and the top two teams in the Challenger League. And whoever wins in those matches either gets demoted from Pro League or is given a promotion and they come out of Challenger League and into the Pro League. Right now, however, that RC League has officially been cancelled. They're planning on revamping the entire system where they have three majors every year, one in EU, one in NA and one in Latin America. So right now, because it's a transition period, they don't want to completely blow everything that they have been doing for the past four years. And this year is going to be a smooth transition period where the pro league just ended. And later this, uh, this year, we're going to have one major, which is in NA. And the end of the year is going to be another major in EU. So this year is just going to be mix and match of the brand new system and the old system. Next year, however, we're going to have the standard one pro league, three majors and then we'll end of the season with an Invitational as as we've been doing every single year. So in the brand new R6 league, the regions across the world have been divided into sub-portions in a sense where EU has sub-portions, where NA is divided into Canada And US division where in the US division eight professional organizations have been invited to compete in a new offline tournament style in Las Vegas so basically how this works is that usually when we have pro league we used to have it online where the different teams can play from their respective homes or gaming houses and from there they can actually log online and play a custom match against the other teams but now it's going to be a franchised league where all these teams that are participating, the eight pro teams in US and the four teams in Canada will all be moved to a single city where they're gonna play in an offline setting the entire time. It has its pros and its cons, however. So the pros are that all the teams can play in a land setting where there is no ping ping is a huge deal in siege the lower the ping you have the better the game is and the better the fire rate is and the hit rate. so because of the fact that they are moving into an offline tournament it basically helps the players perform at their peak so it'll probably be a really good thing so the eight teams and the eight organizations that have been invited right now are space station gaming tsm dark zero esports united tempo storm sonics Disrupt Gaming and Oxygen Esports. So if you look up the lineup, there are a lot of OG teams that we used to love are not here anymore. Mainly Luminosity Gaming and Evil Geniuses. So Luminosity Gaming was supposed to be the ninth team on this lineup. But however, Ubisoft wanted an even number of teams. And that is why LG is not playing, to dumb it down. That is the reason why LG is not participating in this league is because Ubisoft decided to have An even number of teams and not an odd number of teams, which is just dumb. I just feel like LG was robbed out of their spot that they rightfully earned in Pro League and they've just been scammed, to be honest. So, Oxygen Esports is actually a brand new organization that's entering into Rainbow Six Siege and they actually have the OG Reciprocity roster, so they're not technically new to the scene. The org is, but the team isn't. Reciprocity have been fan favorites for a long time and To see them play against Oxygen Esports is a little weird, but at the same time, it is not that weird. It's happy to see that the Reciprocity roster was, uh, was able to come back into the league, even after all their financial issues and their commitment issues. It's nice to see them be back on the main roster. Disrupt Gaming has actually been a really good team who have been dominating Challenger League for a long time. Disrupt Gaming is basically... The stand-in for luminosity gaming and sonics sonics have been here for a while even though last year they did get relegated now they are back on the main roster so all these teams actually have to buy their way in that's how a franchise league works they have to pay in a huge amount of money to get into the league in the first place but once you get into the league you have a lot of benefits so in this case uh, they will be signed to the rainbow Six pilot program which basically means that the all the organizations will have their own customized skin within the game and every time a person buys a skin that is related to the organization the money is given to the organization and like basically helps them to be financially stable which is nice to see so all of these eight teams currently have a pilot program so the Canadian division, which has four teams, we still haven't heard who these four teams are, but the same way as in the US division, these four Canadian teams will also battle it out in a in a city, most probably Montreal, because that's where Ubisoft's main headquarters is. So these four teams might probably just move into Montreal and have the offline tournaments in Montreal. So in other news, Sinatra, who is probably the most decorated Overwatch player in the Overwatch League, has decided to leave the Overwatch League for Valorant. And game that's not even out yet, and does not even have a pro scene, which is just insane. It's like, it's like if LeBron James decided to leave basketball and start playing football, or Messi decided to drop football and start playing, I don't know, cricket or something. So Team Sentinels recently announced details about their new violent team consisting of Sinatra, Shazam, Zams, and Sick. Sick and Shazam are actually OG. CSGO players who didn't quite make it in the scene and now have switched to Valorant. Sinatra, as you know, is an ex-Overwatch player and Zom's an Apex Legend Pro for Sentinels right now, who I think is officially switched back to Valorant and is going to be playing for the new Valorant team with Sinatra, Shazam, Zoms, and Sick. Their fifth, however, is not confirmed yet. At the T1 Invitationals, Sentinels team actually played with Dizzy. But I'm not sure if he's actually a permanent player in the roster and they might just announce him in a couple days from now. So Sinatra leaving the Overwatch League to go and play Valorant, it's its a pretty shocking news. So for the people who don't know, Sinatra is probably the best player in the Overwatch League right now or ever to be honest with you. He's probably one of the most mechanically gifted players in the Overwatch League and not only did he win the entire league, he also won MVP which not a lot of people can do and mind you he's only 20 years old. He's 20 years old when he won the league and now he's decided to switch from Overwatch which he's probably loved and he's probably been the best player on the game to play Valorant which does not even have an esports scene or has even been released to begin with. Surprised to see Sinatra make this move but then again he did put out a statement saying he just is not passionate about the game anymore and just doesn't do it for him anymore so yeah i can see why he would want to switch when he's run out of passion and he wants to grind a new game i mean i respect that i get it i get it so on valorant esports news there were actually two invitationals hosted by t1 the couple weeks back where the first one was a one Invitationals, and the second one was a t1 invitational x ex- nerd street gaming collaboration tournament so on the first t1 Invitationals, it was actually won by team brax consisting of Brax, AZK, Hiko, Skadoodle, and nothing. This is probably one of the scariest teams in CS and now it's probably still one of the scariest teams in Valorant. They actually bagged the entire thing and they and they won the entire tournament beating Team Dizzy who came second with Dizzy, Retis, Zoms, Crashies and Sync. It's nice to see Brax doing well even though we all knew he was gonna be a beast in this game but this is his last opportunity to probably be a professional player in a CSGO type setting game. Not only did team Brax win the entire tournament, Brax also got MVP of the entire tournament which is nice to see and they backed a total of $20,000 with first place and team Dizzy backed $5,000 in second and the other tournament was T1 Invitational in collaboration with Nerd Street Gamers. So this Invitational however was not just an Invitational, it also had a few teams that could compete in an open qualifier and get into the league. So the winning team was actually Genji, a Canadian roster with Jeffy's, GMD, Hyun, Mikel, I think that's how you spell his name, Mikel, and player one was a surprise to everyone because the finals was between Gen Gen G and Team Brax and genji were not a team that everyone was looking up to they just got signed they got signed a day before the tournament was actually going to happen so it was a surprise when genji just came in and dominated the entire tournament match after match they just kept shitting on the Hopinin team and they dominated the entire tournament and when, they, when it came to the finals they two owed team brax which is very surprising see so there was another tournament but this was in EU so Fnatic actually hosted a tournament called the Fnatic Proving Grounds tournament in which the best teams from across EU at the moment obviously could actually sign up and play against each other the winning team in the Fnatic Proving Grounds tournaments was team Prodigy with Scream, Mixwell, Shyko, Mizy, and Defran. Defran is right now said to be the best player in valorant at the moment i mean the kid is nuts i've been watching his streams for a while now and Defran is probably one of the best players his aim is good and so is his game sense and the way he uses utility as well he's just all around a really good player and we know scream and Shyko. scream was actually an XCSGO player who has a meme after him that says they talk about my one taps yes that's him that's the same scream from cs who's currently playing Valorant and Shaiko, we all know Shaiko, he's he's from BDS he plays Rainbow Six Siege and he's a god at the game not only in Rainbow Six Siege he's also a god at Valorant it's nice to see him perform here as well so we don't know how things will be on an international standpoint will NA be better or will EU be better historically NA has been garbage at almost half the games they play at an international stage obviously EU has always been dominating in whatever game they pick Apart from Dota and League, I guess. But now, the G2 roster is doing really well in League. So maybe you never know. Maybe when there's an international tournament, the NA versus versus EU battle will still go on. And we'll see who reigns on top, EU or NA. So that will be the end of this episode. As I told you, it's going to be much more shorter because of time constraints and the fact that I already had an episode planned, but unfortunately, we couldn't record it in time. So if you enjoyed listening to it, you can go back and listen to three other episodes that I've released the past three weeks. And also, if you're listening on YouTube, you can go down, like, subscribe, and comment down below if you, what do you think about the podcast and if you have any pointers and things you want me to get better at. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys later. Peace.